0: Welcome to the No Mongol Podcast, a weekly show about all things skateboarding, and my name is Rick Beta. Today, very excited, I've got a fellow human skateboarder, podcaster, he's also a published author, a serial entrepreneur, and just an overall solid dude. So Gordy Thart joins me today. Gordy, it's been a long time coming, about a month and a half or so, but we made it work, man. I appreciate you coming on the show. Hey, I'm so excited to be here. That last month
1: was like so nerve-wracking of me thinking like, oh, man, is is he going to like it? or <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yeah, well, I remember we le- when we left, if, for those of you who are listening, if you haven't listened to the episode, go listen to it now. You can pause it, Wood in Your Ear podcast, and we'll discuss that more later. You can kind of get what we were referencing. But I basically, I ordered the book, and I remember you saying – uh dude i don't know where your order is and i was like oh that's cool man if it's six months or a year whatever but it came like i think it came like that next week or it was soon because i remember texting or sending you a message and like, yeah dude it came i'm glad it did (laughs) (laughs) exactly man so yeah Yeah. we'll talk about that too and i mean i guess for for anyone listening you will I, I, i mean i hate but there's no other question to kind of start it off with but i guess we kind of have to but for anyone listening you know maybe give a some backstory, some insight, like who or what got you into skateboarding. So, as far as what got me into skateboarding, I think
1: if I had to pick one specific thing, it would have been Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Prior to that, I mean, I've talked in the past about I got my very first skateboard in the second grade, and it was like a Rat Fink style. Very, it wasn't a Santa Cruz because I don't see that. I don't see my parents going out to the skate shop and buy a Santa Cruz complete, but it was very much in that style. Like the, um, Oh, what is that? Jason Jesse kind of artwork, you know? Mm-hmm. But yeah, I can't really say that I got super into skateboarding until Tony Hawk pro skater came out and I saw all that. And I remember seeing the Tony Hawk Bagel Bites commercial that like, I don't know why, but that commercial spoke to me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Nitro, I'm hungry and damn it. I want to skate now. <laughs>
1: You're telling me I can eat pizza anytime, as long as it's in bagel form. Exactly. Dude, that's true.
0: <laughs> Sign me up. And then, you know, Tony, and we, we could go on. I could have like a whole conversation about Tony Hawk and all his endorsements he's done over the last, you know, I don't know what, four decades, but yeah. Bagel bites stands out of course, you know, and I know when, when I was on your show, I, you know, I mentioned uh, Christian Asoy, and we kind of had a, a, an equal ground there, a common ground, like, yeah, soy was an influence. He was one of mine and, you know, but yeah, it's always good to know kind of where it all started, but yeah, I, like. I The Veriflex boards back in the day, all those crazy graphics that you'd buy at just like a a Walmart. Well, I don't, I can't remember when Walmart, Walmart's been around for a while, but as like, at like retail stores, you know, as opposed to a skate shop.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like they're just close enough, but they're not quite.
0: Yeah. You you, you won't be able to learn too much on them and you'll probably break them if you try to do anything, you know, above like four steps or down a rail, you know, but it got you started. So that's cool. Yeah. I know
1: I had a ton of fun on them.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly, and I know you kind of covered a little bit in the book, too, but I wanted, I mentioned, you know, Wood in Your Podcast, you know, it's a great show, by the way, and congrats on hitting one year, I heard you guys mention that, you hit one year, so got to give you golf claps for that, dude. (laughs) You made it, I mean, most people, most podcasts, I mean, I don't know what the average, when I first started out, some say, oh, seven is like the number, if you can make it past like seven, you're fine, you have a better shot of, you know, making it, sticking it through, so you made it past seven, you made it. Throughout a whole year, so that's good, man.
1: Yeah, well, I think this sounds terrible to say. I think I like we had the benefit of we didn't have much else to do this year.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. That's true. It's so true. And and how did it all get started? I know uh, it was kind of like on the spot, right? From what I recall.
1: Yeah. So our the baby's first episode, as it's called, was literally just we were sitting at the picnic table at our local skate park. And this has been something that had been kicked around for years. And I think i it's even in the book I know, but I i had already had the like inkling in my head of, I wanted to get into some form of radio. Granted I wasn't thinking skateboarding at all, but then we're sitting here doing like the normal BS. And I don't know if I can actually say anything bad on your show. So Dude, we're going to use that.
0: Beat be you, be <laughs> you. Uh, don't hold back.
1: Okay. So yeah, we're basically doing like the re- regular like locker room talk at the skate park bench. Like I'm sure everybody who's skateboarded to know, like, you know, you know, that kind of stuff. You yeah. just got down there like, you know, this is hilarious. I'm going to throw like hit record on my phone, set it on the middle of the table. Wind's blowing like crazy. You can barely <laughs> hear us, but it's still out there. <laughs>
0: Yeah DIY man I, I remember too because I, I revisited you know obviously I knew we were going to chat so I went back and listened to it again and, and and I remember Spencer saying like oh oh we're doing this now you're like yeah it's on we're live you know <laughs> <laughs> it's like Saturday Night Live let's go let's do this. Yeah I mean what better time to start right? It is man And and you kind of hint at that and kind of you know it was a theme like in your book too like you know just start now just go you know so it's cool that kind of you meant you you just did it like you know and you didn't like okay we're gonna buy this crazy mic we're gonna have a studio set up you know we're just gonna we're just gonna do it you know And, and one thing that really stood out to me though is the fact that you said that you wanted to create a show that you would want to listen to. And that's key. That's very important to anyone that's trying to, you know, maybe we're going to start a podcast soon. That's key because you, you're not trying to make content for other people. You make it for you. So I, 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 I like that you, you mentioned that you want to make a show for you guys to listen to.
1: Yeah. And that was the big thing was not, I always poke fun at Chris Roberts. Cause he's like, you know, he's the like 4,000 pound gorilla in the room, but that's exactly. as awesome as a lot of the stuff they talk about is it's, it's not the show that I put on and listen to
0: mm-hmm. exactly and and you you know we mentioned you know Roberts and Nine Club, and that's a chunk of time that's an investment, you know, because some of their their interviews are like two, three, four, Mike v's was five, you know there's a lot of time investment, so you gotta really be locked in, you know and and you're, you our shows are kind of similar i I keep minding less than 30 minutes you know i'd love to do something longer but you guys are kind of your banter the way you guys work off each other it works for what you guys have in it show so that's cool man
1: yeah actually and that's what i love about your show is it captures that i don't want to say serious because that's the wrong word but yours is i guess legitimate journalism compared to a wooden ear ear and i really appreciate that because there's there is a part of me that's like god that's that's real work right there like we're just goofing off, doing stuff, but Rick, he's actually producing like actual factual
0: radio. Oh, I appreciate it, man. I mean, I try hard, but but it hearing that too. But then also, like we just met – it. it making a show for like myself it takes the pressure off of it too i don't know if you guys feel that too because you know you're not just like all right um i'm gonna this show is gonna kick ass it's gonna have all these downloads and you know this and that you know i just was like cool i feel good with the show hey i'm gonna send it out maybe the, the people listening will like it some won't you know it's fine you can't satisfy everyone but it's good to have different flavors like if we all sounded the same it would be then it would be really boring you know yeah so it's it's funny as you guys could just start going off on this tangent you know whether it's tight pants or whatever you know the show it it you never you're never going to be like firing up your guys show and be like oh well here, here we go again i know exactly what they're going to say at you know three minutes in you know you know
1: actually it's funny you mentioned that so i found that our best recording sessions for wooden your ear are the ones where right before we hit record one of us like me or spencer will be like i don't know what the fuck to talk about <laughs>
0: yes that's good that's yeah that gets you really going (laughs) your creative juice is flowing man because you're like okay now what
1: yeah it kind of just comes like oh like we'll be sitting again at a local skate park or we'll be sitting somewhere and we look at something that's like okay well let's let's talk about that and then it turns into this whole we're spreading rumors about someone like accidentally pooping their pants
0: Yeah, yeah, I've heard that. I just I laugh every time you guys hear that. I mean, you guys got to get him on the show though. You, I'm sure anyone <laughs> listening, you guys will have to find out. Mark Appleyard. You guys, do we need to that would be like podcast, like a moment in history. That'd be perfect if you guys can make that happen, even if it's a five minute one. He's like, "Oh, dude, I'm done with you guys. Stop bringing that up."
1: Like I don't care if all it is is a <laughs> cease and desist letter.
0: <laughs> From some lawyer about yeah. it. I just
1: want that.
0: <laughs> You're like, okay, we've heard enough. You we you got you got my attention. I'm responding now. I'm gonna come on your show and clarify. You know, clear this the the air. You know, but that's so funny though. But yeah, that's that's the one thing is just you, you guys you guys have fun and 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 we'll we'll go to the book in a sec too. But one thing I noticed too is just as you've talked about all the projects you guys have done, one thing a common thread I guess is staying committed to a certain project. So how, like how important is that to you to stay committed to what you're doing? So this is actually a problem
1: that I've wrestled with for quite a long while is the kind of scattered brain. Like, Oh, I want to do this. I want to do this. I want to do this. Yada, 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 yada. And as boring as it sounds, what actually worked the best for me was a lot of like your traditional, I guess, I don't want to say business advice because that sounds even lamer than I'm trying to make it, but like that little, like, Hey, you, you begin with the end in mind. Like, okay, what is it that you want to achieve? Okay. Well, Mm -hmm. we're going to work backwards and we're going to put all of our focus in on this because as much fun as it is to do more than one thing at once, it doesn't usually work out that way. Like you're not going to get it done or it's not going to get done the way you want it to
0: yeah many plates spin in the air i, I definitely know that so yeah it just because you know it, even trying to do like i said I, I can maybe i do another show on the on the side but if i don't commit 100 percent to it you know both of the projects kind of suffer so i get what you're saying for sure you know and and you do you chimed in on this on in your book too is you mentioned just on doubt like okay i'm gonna put this project out this book or whether it's podcast or whatever but are people going to really tune in? Are they going to listen to it? So there's always that doubt, you know, as a content creator, but I like how you, you vocalize that. Like people are going to relate to that. They're like, yeah, that's true. I feel that same way.
1: Yeah. And you know what? That's the scariest
0: part. Cause even, and I'm sure you get
1: this now. Cause you're on what? Like 90 episodes now.
0: Yeah. I'm I'm getting close to a hundred man. It's it's yeah, it's up there.
1: But I'm sure you relate. like every single time, like every single Tuesday, when that goes live, it's like, is everybody going to hate it? <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, exactly. And I found and it's crazy. And I guess it's normal. But I always find that the episodes that I'm like, damn, I, I think I kicked ass on this. But this this is great. It didn't get the responses I thought it would get. But then on the flip side, on the ones that I thought sucked, got more attention. It's so weird. I'm like, Oh, okay. So I try to just keep it even keel. Like I'm just I'm just putting the best effort. You know, I'm, I'm doing my very best every week. And You know, we'll see what happens. Well, and that that kind of
1: furthers part of what this book ended up being for me was just for like, ah, I can't even talk right now, but just throwing out that idea of like, you're not going to know unless you do it. So just do it.
0: Exactly. And as you mentioned, you know, each week you gain more confidence, you continue to, you know, hone your skills, you know, you guys is, you know, the banter gets in, increased. You guys kind of learn what works, you know? So yeah, it, it takes, you know, I, if I go back and listen, to like my first few episodes, I'm like, Oh my gosh, what, what the hell was I doing? But now I have uh, okay, I kind of get a flow of what I like. And, and, and I think you guys hit that point too Passing a year, you know, that's going to make pushing through year two even better for you guys. Cause now you're like, okay. Here's what we learned from the past. Now let's focus on, you know, just another 52 episodes.
1: Well, and that's the big thing is it is a huge learning experience every day. And I'm sure I'm willing to bet that you have one too, but I personally have, there's a specific episode of Wooden Your Ear that we did, and it's still out there. I'm not going to get rid of it because it's part of it, but I will not go and listen to that episode again because <laughs> I think it is absolutely garbage and doesn't deserve to be on the like quote unquote
0: radio (laughs) yeah no i I get you we all have that i mean i i went to school for film so i wrote some screenplays and stuff and i'll never revisit those original screenplays i wrote because i'm like oh my gosh that was bad it's it's true and that's part of the the process you know and that you know it's good to feel that way because i I mean who has the ability to go back to their first few projects or whatever or episodes and go wow i just nailed out of the park i should have just stopped on episode one i'm i'm the best (laughs) (laughs) it's like I'm the the king now so yeah it's true man but yeah you guys just continue to do what you're doing and it's 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 awesome and it's it's been a fun ride just to enjoy just in the last you know year as I've kind of gotten to know you over social media and and the podcast and stuff you guys are you know kicking butt so
1: well and actually this is kind of off topic but I really quickly want to commend the entire skateboarding podcast industry because I don't I don't know if everybody if it's just a weird sample and everybody in there is like super connectors somehow. But between like you and then there's Cabbage over at In The Patch, Uh like it's just been this like, oh, I guess we're already friends now kind of thing. And we're helping (laughs) each other out. Like there was no like weird, awkward introduction. It was just like, hey, this guy's doing something that's cool. It's like similar to mine, but different. But hey, we're going to help each other out. And that's what's rad.
0: Exactly. I'm glad you pointed that out. I don't know if you listened to the bunt at all. um, But they had uh, Kelly Hart on from obviously from Nine Club. They had Kelly on the bunt. And they addressed that they go, Oh, you know, crossing uh, enemy lines, you know, to come on our podcast. And I don't, I don't see it that way. You know, like, it's we're all one big community. I mean, are we all against each other? I don't really see that. Like, it's still You know, we're a team. You know, we're all help each other out. Like, if your show's successful, then all the other podcast shows are going to be successful because there's more of a buzz about it. So it's not like there should be like a one. You know, Nine Club. You know, we all know. I mean, I I would, I'd be safe to say they're they're like on top right now. You know, right? That's and that's fine. But it's a different kind of show. They have a whole crew. They have a bunch of people that, you know, came from the industry. You worked are sponsored are still in the industry. Whereas, I mean, I think you and I are the same. I, I was never sponsored. I don't have a lot of inside connects, you know? So it it makes, it's different. There's different flavors and it's, we have that technology now to do that. So yeah, I'm glad you pointed it out because I, I listened to that Bunt episode. I'm like, don't, I don't see it. I mean, they were joking about it, but it's not like yeah. enemy lines, you know? Well, and that's the big thing is if we were making the same
1: show as Chris Roberts, then what would be the point?
0: Yeah, so true. But yeah, I wanted, let's let's shift your book now. Yes, you can invert. Great title, by the way, and it pays off. I'm not to get well. I just gave a spoiler alert to the, anyone. <laughs> that, but I wanted to start off. I mean, just from the start, going way back to the initial idea, and just when you were starting things off, and I, I wanted to. I wrote this down. the The book, it didn't start off as well as you had hoped, and, and I'm. And I mean more specifically in like the early, like the crowdfunding stage. You know, So talk a little bit about that and how you kind of push through. So I guess to
1: let me paint the picture from the very beginning of the idea of the book and kind of work my way that way. So the whole book started off honestly as a joke on the Wood your podcast. Like it was just like, oh yeah, I'm gonna write a I'm gonna write like a self help book. It'll be called Oh shit, let me think yes you can invert. Nice. And then that like for whatever reason that spawned the seed in my head and then Next, like I'm thinking about, it's like you know what? I guess I could talk about this, and I could bring all this stuff, and then I ended up writing basically two different books at the same time. One was like a almost like a Stephen Covey, Charles Duhigg, kind of like self help business book, you know, Mm -hmm. and the other was basically me telling my skateboarding story, and Lo and behold, one of those tested much well, much better than the others. Despite me really wanting to write that, like le- I guess, legitimate textbook kind of thing. But despite that testing well, I actually did a um a couple of Kickstarter campaigns, and you know what? They did not do well at all. I think my first one it was up there for sixty days. I think it raised like eleven dollars by the end of it. And that hurt. That was, that was to me at the time thinking like, okay, nobody actually wants this idea. Cause I always was bred and I mean, bred, I mean like I went to got my undergrad and all that jazz and dumb, boring business stuff that as much as I loved it, it's like, I can't honestly say that I use it that much. It's more just like, Hey, this is, I, I enjoy this kind of stuff, but I was bred to think the, an idea is great and everybody's going to tell you it's cool, but if they're not willing to actually purchase it, they're not actually thinking it's cool. You know, it's like, Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, it's neat in concept, but we don't, we don't want to actually tell you to your face that we don't like it. And that's what that felt like to me was. So people think this entire idea is worth $11 at its absolute most. So I should just quit right now, right? Because this is just going to be a huge waste of my time.
0: Yeah. Definitely. I mean, what what kept you from throwing in the towel and just quitting? You know I mean? Most people would, right? You know, like, screw it. I guess it's not meant to be. I think
1: the biggest thing was is I simply... This is going to sound like so corny and just dumb and like motivational speaker kind of thing. But like I knew that I had to write this book, not like a prophecy, kind of like, no, this is like, I'm saving everybody with my writing. It wasn't like that. It was just like, I genuinely like really enjoyed what I was doing. And it was to the point where it was like, you know what? I already got started. I like this. I do believe that someone out there is going to like this as well. So I'm just going to chug away at this. And I guess to kind of further it's in the book a little bit, but I'm really big on like, again, that begin with the end in mind and you follow Mm -hmm. the process. If you follow the process, it's going to work. So I was writing that book. Like there were days like, you know, I didn't, that doubt, it really got to me. Like I was thinking like, I'm just wasting an hour of my day every day doing this, but you know, I still sat down an hour first thing in the morning and it didn't matter if I wrote, no words or if i wrote a thousand words fact is as i sat down there and i made sure i was at least giving it some kind of effort
0: yeah well i mean you you proved yourself that you can do it that's one you know and and it was you know getting out of your comfort zone and just you know giving it one more try i mean all these themes you're talking about in the book too but you know it's but yeah i just i read that i'm like wow i mean just could you get all pumped up about something and you hear feedback. Oh yeah. And then you, you kind of get that initial, you know, punch the gut and then how do you move forward? How do you carry move? It's, it was all about your goals, you know, you're, and you enjoyed it. That was key too. It's very similar to the podcast. You guys enjoy the podcast. So obviously that shows and then you enjoyed writing the book and that showed as well.
1: Yeah. That's another thing that I've learned both through the book and just general life is intrinsic motivation. That is the key. Like you can have whatever. Like somebody can pay you a hundred dollars, and that'll get you to want to do it for that hundred dollars. But at a certain point, that's not going to work. You just have to like you just have to want it yourself. Like that has to be your motivation.
0: So true. I mean, it, and it 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 shows. So that's true. And and it's you know conquering your fear. You know, I know you mentioned. uh, I wrote down burning all those boats. I mean, that's all those like crazy self-help like examples. It works though. It works for people to kind of mentally get prepared. And and what I like about this book too, is the message, it, it just, it doesn't just apply to skateboarders. So I mean, I'm sure that was kind of your, your intention too. Right.
1: Yeah. That was, like I said, that blending of those two different books that I was writing, but a lot of like, you know what, again, I talk about like, I did do some schooling for all that jazz and whatnot but this is stuff that as a skateboarder you kind of just learn like you just learn skateboarding you know like okay well give me that one more try that one more try that last one Mm. that didn't matter like oh yeah what who cares who cares if i did everything wrong and i'm gonna do it all wrong again i'm gonna do it again until it works i'm going to keep doing it
0: yeah i like that so yeah, no, I, I enjoyed the book. It's a quick read. I've read it like, uh, what, three times now? I read it when I first initially got it. I let it sit for a little while. And then we started figuring out a date when we were going to chat. And then I read it a couple more times, you know, taking notes along the way. But um, it's a good and quick read. And, and, you know, you should be, you know, pat yourself on the back. You did a great job. I know you said you haven't gotten a lot of reviews about it. But, um, but yeah, you did a great job on that, man.
1: Well, hey, that means so much to hear. Because, again, like, even up until we hit record on this interview, that – that doubt that was there from the beginning of that Kickstarter campaign that was there. I was like, I was just thinking like, man, he, I don't know what he thinks about this. Maybe I'm going to get on here. He's just going to tell me he hates it. <laughs> yeah.
0: I'd be like, let me tell you why I hate this book. <laughs> Number one. <laughs> no, it's uh no, I mean, cause I'm a writer myself, you know, and, and to kind of shift to the right a little bit, um, you know, I write movies, screenplays and stuff on the side and, and my wife hates it that like and and don't take this the wrong way either i'm not saying about the book but when i watch when we watch movies and she just doesn't like it or hates it I always try to find something good about it because I know how much work was put into it, how much sweat and blood and tears. So I always try to say something positive about it, you know, whether or not. So so I always look for that, but this, I I didn't have to look too hard for something positive. That makes sense. You know, so it's just, it it just kind of all worked and I'm like, all right, cool. You know, let's get this guy on the show. I want to talk about it. I was excited before I read it and I was excited after I read it. So, and it, and honestly too. And I think, I don't know how you feel about this. I think, just in general, even if to anyone listening right now, I think we all have at least one book in us that we could write one story that we could you know, tell or share something with the world that would connect with one person. And this book is it, you know, it connected with me, it would connect with another person, you know, and that it, it's, that's a good thing.
1: Yeah. And actually that's a, that's a big thing right there. I've I've never really painted myself as like your artsy fartsy kind of like into that. Everybody's got a voice thing, but you know what? The fact is, is that is true. Like to everybody listening to this, it doesn't matter if you write a book, if you start a blog, you do like YouTube videos or a podcast or something like you, you do have something to say and I'm not it's trying so to force it out of you, but if you have something that you feel you got to get out there, somebody's there to listen.
0: No, it is. And that's why I wanted to point out because, I mean, it spoke to me too. because I've had a book that I've been wanting to write for a long time. And I don't know how long, but I've had this just just something in my brain. But I've actually, because of this book, your inspiration because of this, I've got three pages written so far. I'm not going to commit to anything more than that. But I mean, I got words on a page for a book that I want to get done eventually.
1: So Hey, and the fact is, is you started. That's yeah, huge.
0: it is. It's huge, man. Because I have so many, I mean, just over the years, it just, you know, false starts, you know, start projects and it just kind of fizzles out. Uh, I know you mentioned the magazine. I don't know if you want to talk a little bit about that too, but it is in the book for anyone listening. But, you know, starting and stopping things and making sure, as you would said, making sure it's a good fit for your life at that moment.
1: Yeah. And actually, with the magazine, so to kind of paint some... I guess some background to that. I did, I had my own little like local skateboarding magazine for a while called Lurker Magazine, Mm -hmm. which it was, it was great. And I talk about this in the book, but it just, there were things that it, for lack of a better word, it was a disaster for me in my life. Not that I think the idea was bad or anything. It was just like, you know what? That's not where my voice was meant to be.
0: Good point. Yeah, I mean cuz I honestly before the po- I started this podcast, I thought about it too and then I I immediately got overwhelmed. I'm like, "Holy crap, like I who am I going to interview? What am I going to do? What kind of content? You know, all these what what all these question marks." And I just shut it down. I'm like, "Okay, I'm going to start a podcast cuz I have the means to do that right now. See what happens down the road." But, you know, but yeah, I just so just for you to even get some uh, of the magazine, uh, you know, out, you know, a couple issues that says a lot, but it's like, it was so overwhelming for me to think about just doing something like that. It's like, Whoa.
1: Yeah. And I guess the, the big thing, and I can't, I, this is the whole reason behind that a book about trying subtitle is my big goal, especially with the book was again, to let people know like, Hey, you can't like, you can do whatever it is you want to do. If you want to do an invert, you can do an invert. If you want to like, I don't know, be a jazz music musician, you can do that. Like all yeah. you have to do is at least try. Yes. And that's something throughout my life I've learned with things like Lurker Magazine or I didn't talk about it in the book because it, it's kind of funny, but I actually had like a little like truck hardware business that I ran for a while and that was just because I thought pro model hardware was ridiculous and I could do it, so I did it. That's a real thing, but... Like you can do it. It might not start off as this giant thing, but you can do it.
0: But yeah, it just, I mean, it. it do you down the road you see like, is that going to be a good fit for you? Do you even have like the, is there a fire stealing you for the magazine or you kind of moved on?
1: So I absolutely did love doing it for the most part. But when it came down to taking the photos, doing the interviews, printing the magazine it i signed up for way more stuff than i was both willing and able to do and i would it'd be cool to do
0: again but i just don't see it anytime soon that makes sense yeah that's kind of why i do a blog i'm all right i'll just do a blog and then when i'm feeling something or feeling motivated i'll just write a blog and i don't have to worry about putting out a magazine issue and just all that that goes with it you know
1: Yeah, and I guess to kind of show you how it went, we went three months, like, consecutive because it turns out it's really – I mean, Lurker Magazine was only 10 pages of action a month. And doing 10 pages in one month was surprisingly hard. I bet. But, yeah, it went on for
0: two years, and I think I did six magazines in total. (laughs) So, <laughs> hey, hey more than me dude so you know that's awesome you, hey you have that you know yeah i used to run a magazine sure so you 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 have that so that's cool too <laughs> that's awesome man but, but uh i guess a one final question on the book and i'm looking at it now is this you on the cover no it's not okay i was like is that gordy all right to explain that what's uh because you know it looks like a penny board right something like i'm trying to figure out the board it's an old school looking board so the cover is actually it's just a
1: photo that i ended up purchasing the rights for gotcha Uh uh-huh like there's nothing more than that other than i tried to deal with like getting some artists to work on stuff but i couldn't i think maybe i'm just really bad at explaining what's in my head to artists yeah, I wanted like I wanted it to, to feel like a book you could actually go in and you could see it on the shelf next to like the like Seven Habits and all that stuff. Uh-huh. But I also wanted it to have skateboarding and everything in it, so it was hard for me to explain that and find something that was new. But I stumbled upon this picture, and it's like you know what I love it. We're gonna like kind of gray it
0: out. Yeah. I like that. It's not too, it's not like too hard on the eyes. It kind of, you know, like if you were, walk, like you mentioned, if you're walking down the aisle, you can kind of see it and you'd stop. Oh, what is that? Nice yeah, silhouette, I love you know?
1: Yeah. And I love it because it's like, I don't know. There's something about like that kid on his skateboard. That's, it makes me feel like how I feel when I actually skateboard.
0: That's a good one. That's why I had to ask. Cause I was like, I was like really stunned I'm like trying to overthink it. I'm like, okay. And I looked at the back. I'm all right. I'm like, I'm going to ask him about that. That's good to know, man. It's just, you gotta, you gotta go with what, what call, what, what calls to, you you know, like what's, what grabs your attention. Exactly. Cool, man. Well, I mean, I've got almost all my questions done. Is there anything that maybe we didn't cover today that you, uh, that we missed? You may want to discuss. So as far as yes, you can invert goes
1: the biggest thing is I thank you so much for having me on and giving me this time to talk about it. And yeah, we really did. Like the biggest thing is I want to let people know my goal with this again was through my own little stories and whatnot to paint the picture of like, Hey, you just give it a shot. No matter what it is. If you've got some kind of idea inside you just try it out. If it doesn't work, that's fine. But at least try it and say that you did. Yep. Cause like with me in the magazine, now I can tell people I ran a magazine for a while. Don't ask me anything past that part. Cause <laughs> then it's going to get embarrassing, but yeah. I could have that initial line.
0: Dude. I hope you got at least one of a, maybe your first issue framed or something, man, just for, just for memories. I'm just, I, I just figured I'd throw it out there popped in my head. I have one of,
1: every single copy except for the first two mm. for some reason i lost both of those and the master copies because oh. i went to put them on the wooden Ear Ear website and i was like oh i don't have those like <laughs> right, right, damn it but if anybody if you or anybody wants to see it you can go to wooden your ear.podbean.com and it'll actually have the lurker magazine you can actually look at scans of issues three through six then you can get an idea and be like oh we see why he stopped doing this
0: (laughs) i'm gonna go into it with that mindset i'm gonna pick it apart and i'm like all right let's get him back on i'm gonna tell him why i don't like his magazine (laughs) there you go
1: that one i can understand more
0: (laughs) so i mean can you give us a little i mean what's next for gordy tharp did i did i hear this right are you working on like a skateboard game or did i miss hear that so
1: that's another joke that started off for the (laughs) show so for everybody and actually rick if you would want to get in on this i'm trying to find people to play it but basically i'm in the process of with some nerds of course
0: yeah writing
1: a tabletop rpg Mm -hmm. skateboarding themed so think like dungeons and dragons just reskin everything as skateboarding good but the idea is to get that and then play it live on the show and hopefully it's fun <laughs> otherwise it's a disaster and then it turns into us <laughs> talking about other stuff
0: exactly dude no but when i heard that it, it kind of got a couple of different ideas bounced around my head with well, maybe we'll, we'll talk more about that offline at another time but yeah it got me thinking too i'm like hmm okay there, there might be something there too man hey if you have ideas like i'm all for either taken them from you or i'll just give you my ideas and you can run with it exactly we won't mention them on here because then other people will take them from us and then we're like what the hell why do we say that you know we should have cut that out you know but yeah no my it's funny i i asked that because i mean my wife because you know we're all quarantined you know we're all at home with my kids and but i have always have these crazy ideas and i'm all oh hey babe what about this it's like "Eh." so i try to get a pulse check from her she's pretty good at but she she because i I get too excited sometimes and she's like, no, no, babe, you got to think about this, you know, but this and this. So I have all these ideas I've been pitching to her the last few months, but it's funny. But <laughs> so I, I thought oh, no. of one too, when, when we were just mentioning that. I know
1: that my wife is the harshest critic.
0: Yeah. And that's good sometimes, <laughs> you know, I, I like that. I, I mean, I, I don't mind it. I got thick skin. I'm like, all right, well, all right, well, you don't like the idea, but I'm going to tweak it and maybe pitch it to you again in a different way.
1: Yeah. Hopefully we can get this work. Cause
0: you're like my litmus <laughs> test right now. <laughs> That'd be awesome, man. That's cool. So yeah, I guess, um, in closing, you know, I, I, I don't have anything out. Where can people find this book? Where are they, where can they find you? Give plug all your stuff, man. So the book you can actually get anywhere books are sold. You can go to Amazon, Barnes and Noble, what have you. You
1: cool. can also find out about me at gordontharp.com or wooden your ear skateboarding, basically anywhere you listen to your podcast. I do a little bit of writing on the side on Gordontharp.com, just a little like short, thousand-word articles. I think I did one on getting older in skateboarding. not to like not anywhere near as good as Rick's
0: ride, like Rick's blog, but <laughs> easy now, easy now. <laughs> I don't need the no, pressure. Like...
1: <laughs> no because you've actually been writing a lot more than me
0: <laughs> well that's, well i think the last time we spoke I, i'm like i need to kick that up man but so yeah i i kick myself I'm like, all right it's been a week it's been two weeks now it's been three weeks now it's been a month now get on it rick
1: hey short writing is so much harder than writing a book it,
0: it is man you know because you figure people are taking the time out of the day even if it's five minutes you know you want it to be of value. of And it's got to wrap up nice and succinctly, like in under five
1: minutes of reading.
0: (laughs) Exactly. And not when, like, what the hell was that? That was a waste of my life. Thanks, Rick. Thanks for that, dude. (laughs) Nice. Well, cool, man. Well, that's, that. it's been a pleasure, man. I knew it was going to be a good chat. We chatted, chatted about a month ago. So anyone listening, go back and look up wood in your ear and listen to that podcast, you know, and Um, Gordy, I I think this is like one of multiple conversations we're going to have. So I appreciate you coming on though, man. I appreciate it. You know, have a good rest of your day.
1: Hey, you too, man. I can't wait to hear back from you. Yeah, dude. We'll talk to you soon. Have a good one, man. All right. Later.